I'm Abby Fangold, and I'm listening to Sacramento's number one soccer-specific podcast. Hey, Sacramento soccer fans, this is Luis, and welcome to the number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sactown FC podcast, part of the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scars. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, John. How's everything been going, John? Good, man. Just uh, gearing up for my daughter's third birthday on Thursday and looking to get an order in at some Chondo's Tacos so we have some uh, grub to get on. So today we are joined via the Makuni Dreamline by Lincoln Native, who's now international. She can recite Step Brothers word for word and loves her some Adam Sandler movies. We welcome Abby Fangold to the podcast. Abby, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you guys? It's just another day in paradise. The weather was good and um, man, it's uh, too bad we can't enjoy it too, uh, with friends, but that's okay. Safe and Six feet apart. Apart. Six feet apart. That's right. Um, I do not have a ruler that is that long. So we'll just put some yardsticks together and hope it's six feet. So Abby, um, you know, we wanted to start, of course, you know, asking you, how how did you come about embracing the sport of soccer? Yeah. So um, I started playing soccer when I was in kindergarten, roughly. And of course, like when you're around that age, you're just kind of running around mindlessly on the field. There's no strategy. You're just running, kick the ball into the goal. and my parents told me, like, everyone at that age kind of gets subbed into the goal. And they told me, like, I would just be in there doing cartwheels and not really paying attention to the game. So they were kind of surprised later on in life when I decided that I wanted to become a goalkeeper. Um, but, yeah, so I, it was just one of those sports that I consistently played growing up. And um, I realized kind of early on that, a lot of people were really encouraging me to stick with it and um, that I could have a future in it, um, especially when I started playing in goal. So, yeah, it was just the sport I was most passionate about and I had played the longest. Nice. So you played for Placer. I have to ask first, uh, who did you play for at Placer and how did they prepare you for the next four years before you uh, went to Lincoln High School? So I started playing with Placer uh, when I was like going into sixth grade and my first coach there was Ron Benjamin um, who's the director of coaching for the girls while I was there Um, and yeah so right away uh, they just kind of instill a really high level uh, work ethic and quality into the training uh, no matter what age it's a very professional level club Um, and so they just teach you to kind of push past your limits and um, just to be able to juggle school, soccer, and then whatever else that you're doing, extracurricular. So yeah, like I was able to just kind of have my schedule ready and I improved a lot upon my game, which helped me later on go into high school level and then into college level. Um, But yeah, so Ron was my first coach there. And then later on, I had um, John Schmenzi while he was there and Todd DiCarlo. Uh, but then also like being goalkeeper, I'd have goalkeeper trainings too. So um, Placer was big on goalkeeper coaches named Matt. So I had Matt Smaka, uh, Matt Bernard, and um, Matt McDougal. He's at uh, Sac State. And then, of course, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Gene Duchateau is, but he's kind of a legend in the mm-hmm. soccer community around here. 
So I was able to um, learn a lot of great goalkeeping techniques from him um, for a majority of my youth career. Nice. It's a good person to lean on and learn, learn from. Yeah, great personality. So um, talking about your uh, college years, so you went to college and you played for Portland State. Um, was that the school that you originally wanted to play for? Um, to be honest, I hadn't really known a lot about the school when I was first starting to go through that recruitment process. Um, like I found, I mean, being recruited for school is pretty difficult. And like you can go into it with like your top list of schools that are like your dream schools or who have like the best soccer programs, athletic programs, whatever. But like most of my teammates and myself, we like found out like you really have to go through that process to find the school that works best with you. Like for you, you can't just like look up all these things and be like, okay, that's where I'm going. So like, I think it was my junior year. They originally reached out to me in my sophomore year. And then my junior year, I went on an unofficial. And I really just fell in love with the, the campus and the city. The program was, like, very decorated in the Big Sky Conference, which is the conference we play in. Um, so, yeah, I just fell in love with it as a whole. And I could really see myself playing there. That's a good way to, way to think about it. Got to envision yourself to want to be there first off. And when you feel that fit and you can kind of picture yourself in, in that kit, why not jump for it? Yeah. And, and like a lot of people, when I was going on different visits, were saying like, okay, like if you were to get injured or things didn't work out, like, would you be happy being there? And a lot of times athletes that do get injured aren't necessarily there for the school. So they, they become unhappy and they don't enjoy the rest of their time there. Or they transfer so that was a big um, thing for me, too, when I was looking at what school I wanted to end up at. In 2015, you had the opportunity to play in the Maccabi uh, U.S. European Games. You won a gold medal. What was that experience of winning a medal like? Yeah, it was insane. Like, um, the, the games are, they change cities. Uh, I believe it was every two years for the European Games. Um, so playing in Berlin was a really cool experience. Um, and, like, at first we had our training camp out in New Jersey about, I think it was a week prior to leaving. Um, so I got to meet the team, and then you go for a couple of practices, and then they ship you out. So you have to be ready to go right when you get there. Um, and, like, we got to do, like, opening ceremonies and the old, like, Olympic grounds in Berlin. Oh, that's cool. Um, we got to wear, like, Team USA gear, which was basically, like, being like an Olympic athlete experience, like on a smaller scale. Right. Um, which was awesome. You have like the delegates from there's like Israel, like a multitude of different countries. Uh, Germany, uh, Italy was there. Sweden is just all over. So it was really cool. And then um, for soccer, we played against Sweden, Germany, and Israel. And we won all our games. Uh, we didn't get scored on the entire time. Um, and yeah, so we made it to the championship game. We won that and the gold medal was awesome just because we worked so hard like that pretty much that last month building up to it. So yeah, it was just uh, kind of a once in a lifetime experience. Not a lot of people obviously get to have that um, to compete against international level teams and to be the best at that time. 
So now do you say you're a gold medalist then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a little asterisk there, but <laughs> I guess that could, could count. All right, fair enough. Gold medalist, Abby Fangold. Yeah. I like it. Sounds good. It's catchy. It's catchy. <laughs> it's in the last name, so it's got to work. Uh, hey, yeah, it's the best way to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Besides, a medal's a medal, John, too, so, right? It's, it's still gold. No, so. no. Well, okay, gold is different. I would much. I, I would not accept silver. <laughs> I, I've, I've been in trouble many of times for not even picking up a silver medal. But, uh, I mean, you, you, you don't go to, to lose tournaments. You go to win them. So you always, you always want that, that gold. But would you rather yeah, not get a medal? <laughs> I would rather not get a medal than take second place. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, there's a CrossFit athlete. His name's Matt Fraser, And he took second one year because he couldn't do a rope climb. And he said, I don't like this feeling. It's like king of the losers. And that's stuck with me ever since. So, you know, I, I just can't. I don't know. I, I'm, silver's nice right? But unless you're ripping aluminum, the color silver off of a burrito, I don't, I don't see anything <laughs> about it. Oh yeah. There's no silver like that. No. Um, but anyway, um, going back to um, your college years, um, Abby, so you currently hold a lot of records and you know, you've been a captain of the team for Portland state. Uh, which one are you most proud of and why? I guess I would probably just be, I'm happy to be like top three in pretty much all of the goalkeeping categories. Um, but of course, like shutouts are huge as a goalkeeper and as a member of like the defensive unit, because that just shows how well you guys all played that game. Um, and then also, uh, I like being in the top three for the start and the amount of minutes played just because, um, I didn't get to play pretty much my first two seasons, which was tough. And so, like, once I got the opportunities to start in games, I just wanted to make sure I made the most out of every appearance and to stay the starter to keep getting those minutes. So I was happy that I was able to break into those categories. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Like you're saying, I mean, it's it's always cool when you get a shutout and, you know, it's it's difficult, <laughs> especially, you know, in the game these days. Like, it's it's so hard to, to you know, not get a goal scored against. Yeah, I know. It's... It, it's definitely a testament to like how well the defense did in that game and just being the best that you could be at that point. So once you finished school, um, was playing soccer at the next level, the goal after you finished, or did you think that college was the end of your soccer career? Um, I think probably around my junior season or so, uh, I started thinking that playing pro was an actual possibility for me. Um, but I didn't really know how to go about doing it just because I know it's kind of tough when you're not going to like that powerhouse uh, athletic school. Um, you don't get that type of visibility. Um, and then I also didn't do like any ODP or any of those uh, like league developmental programs growing up. So um, I wasn't really sure if I didn't have those going for me, how I could go to that next level. But um, luckily I had a really great support system of um, coaches that encouraged me um, and they gave me some resources and connections uh, to help me. And then um, of course there's like the end of the NFL draft. So I just put my name in for that just to get my name out there. And um, I ended up linking up with my current uh, agent at Upper V um, athlete management. And he does a great job of getting his players um, 
on teams throughout the world in various leagues. So I was very fortunate that um, my coaches were able to do that for me. So you soon um, ended up playing with the California Storm, and of course local to our Sacramento. Uh, what is it like to play in that culture, especially playing, you know, being in a place where you have uh, former USA and a Brazilian national team legends watching and you know, being able to ask questions and get feedback from? Right, yeah. The, I mean, the Storm, at first for me, I was just looking at it as a way to just kind of uh, get some reps and stay in shape, just kind of casual. Cause I know in the past, um, like a lot of times you just show up to games, you get reps if you want it. And then that's kind of it. But, uh, last year, the culture really changed with Jamie coming in as the director. And she really wanted to promote the involvement of the club and the community together. And like this, uh, last off season, there was a huge push to get the storm into the NWSL which I'm sure will happen at some point because there's a great fan base here. But um, it ended up being this last season. It was a very like, professional experience. And it was, I'm glad I did it before going into my first contract because like, the first, like we had our first signing day. We did appearances for the media and in the community. Um, we did a lot of like involvement with the various clubs that are in the area, which was cool. Um, the home games were also great because there's a lot of fans there and events going. Um, the games were free last year just because we were trying to get that fan base going. So I think this upcoming season is going to be even better. Um, and then like on top of that, our club has Sissy, who is a legendary player. She's done so much for the game, uh, for women and just the game in general. So having her on the team is, a once in a lifetime experience just because she's a good and fun personality to have around and everyone looks up to her and respects what she's done. She's very, she's so talented. Like she can get the ball and do whatever she wants with it too. It's just really cool to watch. And then um, for this season, Leslie Osborne and Brandy Chastain are on the board. So I'm excited to see how their involvement is going to improve what the club has done and just seeing where it goes from here. Yeah, I saw the video that the storm of uh, CC out on the street um, just juggling the ball for a long time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Whoa. I think it, she was juggling for like an hour and a half straight, and she just decided <laughs> to stop because she felt like she was done. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it must be nice. So I have to ask, um, your first year with the storm, you guys lost in the regional final, and my question for you is. Did that leave a bad taste in your mouth and make you work harder as a goalkeeper? Yeah, the, the regional final loss was tough. Um, we lost to the season prior's champion, um, the Seattle Sounders women's team. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was tough because we had worked so hard throughout the season. We had the most uh, shutouts, most wins. We had all these different records for the league, and we came up short in that final. but. You know, it was unfortunate because we couldn't really travel our whole team. And I think we only had two subs and we had to play our two games uh, a day apart from each other. So it wasn't like our true team that was competing in that. And I felt like if everyone had been there, um, then we would have won that game. But it, it did motivate, like I know myself and many others to just work out harder this off season for a WPSL 
and gave us that motivation to get back there uh, and with our next opportunity and win it and then compete for that national championship. Um, unfortunately, it can't be this season since uh, they're not doing the postseason play due to the outbreak, but hopefully for next season we can do that. So shortly after you, know, you went to Japan for three months to play with the FC Charm, uh, what yeah. was that experience like? It was very uh, much a culture shock at first when I got there. Like I was extremely excited since it was my first professional contract and I had all these expectations. And when I got there, it was just a huge adjustment because culturally it's very different. I was in a, a smaller city, so I wasn't like anywhere like Tokyo or Kyoto or Osaka, anywhere like that. So I think it was just myself and one other American teammate. And we we're the only two that spoke English. Uh, my coach like spoke a little bit of Spanish and more Spanish than English. So that was like our kind of way of communicating with him. Everyone else on the team is just very minimal English. So that was tough to overcome. Um, and then also like their style of play is completely different too. Like they're very technical on the ball. They like to keep it on the ground. Um, they like to pass around in the back and then play through the middle, which is like kind of the complete opposite of what myself and my teammate were doing. Like we we're just going in, launching balls in the air in the wide areas. So we all had to find like that middle ground of how we could, how they can maybe adopt our style to help them going in um, for their postseason play. And then how we could, like what we could take from them, um, like playing out of the back. But yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. The, the people there are so kind and accommodating. Um, and I just wanted to make sure we had the best experience possible. Uh, I got to play in the Empress Cup which was really cool, which is like their national tournament. Um, we got to have amazing food experiences. Sushi's my favorite, so like I was in heaven there. Um, and then there's just so much history there too with all their temples and castles. I uh, got to visit Hiroshima, which was uh, a very like saddening experience, but also really encouraging just to see how the, the city has prospered. Um, and then there's like a lot of funny moments too, because, um, I remember like when we first got there, we were asking a lot of the girls, like, oh, do you guys have a weight room? Like, what do you guys do for strength and conditioning? And they all kind of looked at us and basically what they told us was like lifting manly, like they don't do that. And so we're like, okay, cool. I guess we'll just kind of do that on the, our own. And there's like one practice where we were cleaning up the field. And uh, there's like weighted sandbags that they put on the goal nets so they don't um, fly. And I was carrying like two of them. And I think they're like maybe like 20 pounds each. And one of my team, like all my teammates were staring at me. And one of them came up to me and like called me the Terminator. And I was like, <laughs> this like, it's like 20 pounds. It's not that much, guys. Like you should see some of the girls in college, what they're lifting. That's right. Um, so, so yeah, it was, just, it was interesting to see the the differences between cultures, like in sports and just in general over there. That's so crazy. You, I was gonna say you mentioned that you like sushi. What what was your favorite sushi roll like over there? So over there, sushi is not like how it is. Like for instance, at Makuni, like it's, mm -hmm. in Japan, it's very just the rice, and then you have the fish on top, and then they put usually like wasabi right under the fish. 
Um, so they don't have like all the, the rolls and the sauces and a lot of soy sauce. It's very minimalist. So um, I think my favorite one there, like I, I love salmon. So just like the plain salmon um, is great. Nigiri. And then um, I actually really like the eel too. That was pretty good. Oh, unagi? Oh, I'm out. Yeah, unagi is great. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I told Taro that on most of the rolls, if you just got rid of uh, – if you got rid of the unagi, I'd buy every roll, but he <laughs> insists on putting unagi. Yeah, so, I mean the tuna and salmon are always the best, though. For yeah. Me. So we we have we have to have a taro make a roll or or something. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be great. So uh, the season with Hadera uh, was cut short uh, in Israel when you were playing with them. Was that a disappointment for you? And how are, how were things going for you before the COVID-19 uh, shut down? Yeah, I mean, I think for every athlete that was pretty much at any point in their season, it was disappointing that their season was cut short. I mean, it, it started with, um, like we heard the basketball, the professional league was canceled. So we knew it was kind of a matter of time before they did that with the, the men's and women's league. So it, it was disappointing for me just because I had only been there for two months. Luckily, I'd gotten uh, like a handful of games in. I got to help them finish out their regular season. And then I got to play in the first round of the Israeli Cup. But um, yeah, it was disappointing just because I felt like our team had a lot of momentum going in. We had won, I think, four out of our last five games or so. So we're looking to... Um, get to the championship of the cup and unfortunately we couldn't do that um and then also like I felt like I was just starting to get close with a lot of my teammates um so it it kind of sucked that I didn't have more time with them didn't have more time to spend outside of soccer with and go sightseeing with them um but I'm just happy that I did have the opportunity to play there for the time I did and I was able to get a few games in yeah, that was good. You know, at least uh, you were able to still get a couple of games there because, yeah, I mean, like you said, it just kind of took everyone out of nowhere, you know? And it's it's a shame because so many people like sports and then for all this to just, you know, shut that down is, is really sad, you know? But, of course, you know, there's there's a much bigger problem in the world with all this going on. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we, we get back to our normal life soon. <laughs> Yeah, it was just wild seeing all the leagues starting to shut down one by one and seeing less and less sports on ESPN and then all of a sudden there's nothing on. So once all this has passed, are you hoping that you get the opportunity to go back? Uh, I, I mean, it would be great to go back at this point. I think the season is over. So um, if I decided to resign with the team, um, I'd be going back in November for the next season. Um, but I think like once all of it's over, it'd be great. Even if I don't play to go back just because I really had a great experience playing there and I'd love to go see, um, my teammates and do the sightseeing that I didn't get a chance to. You know, if, if you could go back to Europe and uh, play for any team, what team would you play for? I don't really have any specific teams that I would like to play for. I just know like for me personally, like I want to keep, uh, making my way up the ladder in terms of uh, like the, the league. So the Israeli league, I was playing in the, the first division, which was great, very competitive professional level league. But I think the next step for me would be 
playing for a team that competed in like the Champions League for women. And uh, that could be anywhere in Europe, pretty much any of the top clubs there. So I don't have any specific places in mind that I want to go, but a team that maybe competed in the Champions League would be an ideal place for me to be. Okay. That would be, that would be cool. And the yeah. opportunity to lift that trophy um, I think yeah. I, and get a gold, right? So yep, another, <laughs> another one, add another one to the list, right? Mom and, mom and dad will uh, put it in a, in a vintage box ready to, to be looked at. Yeah. In the office. That's right. No, it has to, that has to go like on the mantle by the fireplace. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's probably a better spot for it. Baby pictures out the window, gold medal done. <laughs> we'll have to have a conversation when this happens. I'll come interior decorate just for that one piece of hardware. Okay. We'll set up like my little, uh, award wall. Done. I like, see, look, you're, you're thinking outside the box already. I like it. <laughs> So, um, Abby, we got a question from uh, Jamie Lavoy, and oh, she okay. wanted to ask you, um, what are the differences in how women are viewed playing soccer in each of the, those countries that you've played for? Wow. Or she didn't say that. But Very in-depth question from Jamie. <laughs> um, so, in Japan, uh, women's soccer is actually huge there. Uh, I think a lot of it came from when they won the World Cup, I believe. It was uh, 2011. Um, so yeah, the, the women's league there is huge. Um, they get they get a lot of support, and um, it's actually kind of like a lot of girls go to college to coach or to play. Um, so yeah, it was it was really cool there just to see that they're viewed kind of on the same level as the men's league almost. Um, and then in Israel. Um, the difference there is the league's kind of more up and coming. Um, they're getting more support. They're getting a lot of more like uh, foreign players there to legitimize the league a little bit. And um, the the sad thing was that a lot of people like when we would tell them, oh yeah, we play professionally here. They're like, oh, we have a women's league. That was kind of sad to see there, but I think it's changing and there's actually a pretty good fan base for each team. And I think that will continue to grow um, as, and also like the national teams getting better there too. So I think if the national team gets better, then there's going to be a little more awareness of the women's league there. That'd be solid to be able to get a little more recognition throughout the, throughout the way um, as you go, right. The, the more the sport grows, the more recognition that females get worldwide, as opposed to, okay, here in America and then, you know, national teams, right? More club teams get recognized for their yeah, play. Exactly. So another question from uh, Jamie, what are some pros and cons of playing professionally abroad? All right. Um, I'll start with cons first and then I'll, I'll turn it into positive. Okay. So I guess with cons, like it, it's obviously tough getting out of your comfort zone, being in a completely different environment away from your friends and family. Um, and like for me, Japan was kind of like an extreme just because there wasn't as much English as I thought there would be. And the culture was very different. And then the time change was 16 hours. So that was difficult to get used to. Um, so yeah, I mean, a con is just the comfort zone thing. Um, 
and then just kind of learning to adapt is tough too. Um, but honestly, for me, there's not a lot of cons. Like I, I do well adjusting, even if it takes a little bit of time. So I think like positives are you get to go to places that you wouldn't necessarily get the opportunity to go. Like you're getting an expense-free, uh, expense-paid trip. Um, you get to go sightseeing on your off time. You get to meet new people, uh, try new foods, and you just kind of get out there. You get an experience outside of this kind of like this U.S. bubble that we're in. If you haven't traveled abroad, you just it's amazing to like see these places on TV or hear about them. And then to actually be there, it's pretty surreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely more positives. Like you get to also just experience soccer in a different country and each country has their own styles and ways they play. So it just makes you a little like more of a well-rounded player in my opinion. Nice. That's a good, good answer on, on the well-rounded ability there. So Abby, what advice would you give to players training to get to the next level? Uh, I think one of the big things is just understanding like the importance of training and working on your knowledge of the game outside of training, like just putting in that extra work. Because I know like when I wasn't as serious, I would just rely on training and like my goalkeeper training to get better. But later on, I realized if I really wanted to improve and get myself to that next level, I needed to do more work outside of that. So like whether it's just like doing lifts or like pile exercises, um, speed and agility, ball work, watching games, like any of that's great to do. And there's like so many different resources out there. There's not really like an excuse to say you don't know what to do. Like there's Instagram channels, YouTube channels, whatever. There's so many different resources out there that can give you good drills to do. Um, and then also like just having that structure helps train your mindset and your work ethic and focus um and then also another major thing too is just like not letting setbacks keep you from moving forward there's going to be a lot of no's when you're making your way through your career whether it's like in club or high school college and you just have to keep going until someone says yes like you just take constructive criticism and coaching points seriously and just like think to yourself why did they say no and then build from that. So um, speaking of setbacks, you know, like we, we've been seeing that, you know, go on, especially as, you know, leagues are getting canceled and I mean, some are just being suspended and all, but how are you um, staying up to par and game ready, you know, during this time? Yeah. So um, I actually found some of my mom's old eighties workout tapes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, no, I like I Suzanne said, Summers uh, work tapes. Yes, the Jane Fonda work. Oh, the Jane Fonda. Oh, wow, we're even going. Yeah. Back. Wow, all right, way to go, mom. Keeping it, <laughs> keeping it active. I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you have to do a little more than that for soccer, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, like I was saying, uh, there's a lot of resources out there that can give you like a lot of exercises and drills to do. And then, like, I've been fortunate enough to like play for a lot of different coaches and programs so uh i can just put like what i've used from them into practice um pull a lot of that old knowledge out um 
but yeah, I just, I mean, I do a lot of running and lifting because we have like our little home gym set up here, Nice. Uh, ball work and footwork. Um, it's tough because I'm an only child, so I don't really have like anyone to like kick on me, but like I have a wall that I can kick on and get some rebounds and go out and work on my kicks. And I, I've done like a, I did a training session with another goalkeeper. We stayed six feet apart. Um, so yeah, that was good to do. So you can do like some of that small sided training, but, uh, yeah, you just kind of have to get creative with what you're doing. All right. Fair enough. So now we're going to get into rapid fire questions. You can choose to skip two questions, but you won't know the next question until we say skip. Okay. Okay. So we have 10 questions. And it's gonna be it's rapid fire. So I'm gonna go first. You're gonna answer. Luis is gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna go quick. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. So, question one: penalty stop to lift a trophy or a game winning goal against a rival? Uh, penalty stop. Most embarrassing soccer moment. Mm, skip. <laughs> Will Ferrell or John C. Riley? Will Ferrell. Talladega Knights or Waterboy? Waterboy. What does community mean to you? Uh, family. Favorite Adam Sandler movie? Billy Madison. Give us your favorite line from Step Brothers. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Who's more embarrassing for you during games, mom or dad? <laughs> dad. You're a manager of a club with an unlimited transfer budget. What four players from the past or present are you building your team around? Oh, okay. Um, Messi. Uh, go with uh, Vanderstar. Ronaldo. Original and... Ronaldo or Portugal Ronaldo? <laughs> uh, I got to go Portugal Ronaldo. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, we'll go uh, PK in the back. Awesome. Well, well done. You, you made it through the rapid fire questions. Which is one skip. Uh, <laughs> one only skip. one skip. That's good. Tonight's rapid fire questions were brought to you by New Glory Beer. Check them out online at newglorybeer.com where you can get their shelter in place special of a $100 deposit for a keg. You can also order all beers online to be delivered to your home in California only. Check them out, newglorybeer.com. On a side note, favorite, uh, favorite club outside of the clubs you've played for uh, in Europe or anywhere else? Uh, United. Ooh. All right. See, she's, mm. she's winning. She's winning fans. I like it. <laughs> she, she, she heard our parts. I think that's why she, she's, she's just fast. <laughs> nah, so I've always teams. been a Manchester United fan. <laughs> there we go. How much did you pay her, John? Um, <laughs> if she had said Celtic, she would have gotten a thousand, but I only gave her a smooth dollar for that one. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that. The dollar? All right, we'll get in the mail. So, Abby, uh, what, what's what's next for you? Once this is all gone, obviously, once the COVID's past this. Yeah, so I guess once, like, the epidemic slows down and the quarantine stay-at-home orders are no more, um, I'll just go back to, like, my regular trainings and playing with the storm over summer. Um, being able to leave the house and go out to eat will be nice again. Um, just kind of those everyday things that we take for granted, you know? Um, but yeah, so after the storm season, then I'll just find my next 
opportunity to play internationally and just go from there. Nice. And how can people uh, keep a track of what you're doing, your training or where you're off to next, your next adventure? Yeah. So um, I have uh, my Instagram and then I have my Twitter. I also have YouTube, which I just have some highlights on, but um, I'm thinking about actually doing some uh, different like goalkeeper specific drills and footwork type videos. So yeah, I guess the main things would be Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Nice. All right. Well, uh, we'll make sure we put some links to it for your stuff and, and get you the recognition and, and some time that it, people can get some follows. Great. Well, Abby, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We look forward to watching your development and best of luck once uh, soccer comes back. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, Cheers. Thank you, Abby. We can now be found on our own website, sacktownfc.com. You can learn how the show came together, what we're up to, and contact us right from the page or ask a question or share a comment that could be found on an upcoming episode. Don't forget that you can sign up for the squadron, which is our form of supporters group where you can get access to our Slack channel, entered into a lottery for Makuni, new glory, or even Chondo's functions, and even some swag with our new logo. Check us out at sacktownfc.com. So you all know you can find us on social media. If you're on Twitter and Instagram, we can be found both on at SacktownFC. On Facebook, we can be found under SacktownFC Podcast for our Facebook page. And we also have a Facebook group called Sacramento Republic FC Fans, which has a little bit over 140 fans currently. So we welcome you to join all of our social media. Keep up to date, you know, with when we post the newest uh, podcast and, you know, find out more about anything going on in the soccer world and in our community as well. Also, if you guys play FIFA 20, which I know most of you are probably playing FIFA 20, if, if you're a big FIFA player these days, we actually have accounts on Xbox and PlayStation. So if you're on Xbox, you can add us under Sacktown FC and you're, you would actually be playing against me. And if you have a PlayStation, then you could, we can be found under Sacktown underscore FC and you would be playing against John. So feel free to send us a message if you know you want to play against us and if you add us so we know that it's you adding us and we'll accept you and let us know whenever you want to play a game against us and you know we're we're free to play a game. Right, John? Always down for a good a good match as long as you don't rage quit when I'm whooping you. Yeah, that's that's the one thing, yeah, which you know. It works both ways too. If you end up beating us, we won't rage quit as well. So, no, I'll, yeah. I'll keep talking smack though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, most likely it'll be because you know VAR. It's all about VAR. Yeah, most likely that. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully they incorporate VAR <laughs> in one of the future Vivas. I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas. Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. We appreciate you listening to this podcast and all the other ones that we've done. So make sure you have your notifications on because you don't want to miss it. And make sure also to subscribe and give us some positive comments as well. Thanks to everybody for listening. Have a good rest of the day and cheers. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.